Blog Talk Radio. Oh, motherfucker. Did you, you set up, up a show? Damn you, Stalker! Damn you, Oh, damn. I'm sitting here, and you know how there's always that delay, just that tiny little right. bit of delay. And I always no, think, Mark Dunn forgot it this weekend. There we go. Welcome to the Metal Hammer of Doom. I am your host, the Mandator Reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radlidge. And tonight, we're going to let freedom ring with a shotgun blast. That's right. We're going to review the new Machine Head, Catharsis, which dropped on January 26, 2018. And joining me tonight, he's all about that fuck money. Yeah, he likes the meat sauce. It's not Mike Jones. It's Jesse Starcher. How do you do, sir? Mm, at least one out of every five shows that I set up, I must forget the <laughs> intro music. That, that's I think in my contract. So uh, at least I at least I remember the bulk of tonight's music. I can tell you that much for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay. So we started before we went live tonight. I I have these problems with like earworms, and it's not just music. It's like I have just things that get stuck in my head and I, and I obsess over them. And the thing I'm obsessed with now is uh, Conrad Thompson talking about Mike Jones, who was Virgil in the WWE and Vincent in WCW. Do you remember that character? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, with reference to Mike Jones, and I believe it wasn't on necessarily the something to wrestle podcast with Bruce Pritchard, but what happened when Mondays, with Tony Schiavone, where with reference to Mike Jones, he kept saying, Mike Jones is all about that fuck money. He likes that meat sauce. And it, meat sauce was a, was a reference to the Olive Garden. And for the life of me, I don't remember why he keeps making that same joke. But he's been doing it. He's done it a couple of times in the most recent podcast. And for some odd reason, I'm now obsessed with the phrase fuck money and meat sauce. Oh, boy. So I propose to Jesse Starcher that we start a band, because why not? We're both in our 40s. Why not start a metal band, right? Oh, yeah. We're prime. Yeah. 
I don't play any instruments. Let's start there. But let's start a band. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll not play the guitar. You cannot oh. play the bass. And we'll find a Perfect. third person to not be able to play drums. And we'll be terrible. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> but we'll have a great name that Je- that Ronnie Adams will be a big fan of, and we're gonna call oh, the band yes. Fuck. We're gonna call the band Fuck Money, and our first album will be Meat Sauce. And then I can finally excise this from my brain. What do you think of that? Well, whatever whatever helps you slay your demons, sir. Sure, I'm all for it. <laughs> and boy, do I have a lot of demons. Speaking of demons, uh, let's talk about Machine Head. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, so you and I were talking earlier and I, I was extolling the virtues of catharsis. I really like this album. It's probably the first album we've done this year that I can say I've truly enjoyed almost every track on here. And I'm really high on this album, which is weird because Blabbermouth only gave it like a 5.5 out of 10. Now, two other, two other resources, two other periodicals gave it high marks, you know, like four out of five stars, nine out of 10 stars, whatever, whatever the rating was. Um, all, you know, 90% of the stars available, it got. But Blabbermouth, not a fan of the catharsis. And then I, I said to you, Jesse Starcher, I said, I really like this album. These, these, these have a lot of jams on them. This has got a lot of swing. Uh, and you were nonplussed. You were nonplussed. Nonplussed. Why were you nonplussed with cathar- uh, Catharsis by Machine Well, there's a lot of varying intensity when it comes to this album. There is a lot of heavy new metal vibe through a lot of the songs, um, and there's some tamer aspects of it. Uh, one of the things I told you was that I'm, I'm not down for the way that he sings. I love it when he shouts. Okay, when he's yelling at you and telling you to get the shotgun and let freedom ring. Okay, the shotgun blast. That's right. Yes, that is, you know, that's machine head to me. That's the stuff that I like, like a 10 ton hammer, son. That is some good machine head. But there's spots, you know, throughout this album that just kind of rub me the wrong way. And there's even some songs that are a combination of the two where I'm like, I hate that part of the song, but then I love the other, you know, the latter half of the song, which is interesting when it comes to, uh, you know, the way a, a musician crafts his, his music. So anyway, that's just kind of where I'm at in regards to it. You know, as we go down through the tracks, I'll, I'll break down some of the stuff that I think of and some of the stuff I don't like. Okay. Um, and that's all fair and wrong. Um, it's all good. <laughs> this, this album is amazing. Uh, uh, you okay? Now you fun. you did a you asked me how much Machine Head I knew. Okay, and and usually that's kind of the question you get around to here at the beginning is what are what is our uh, f- what is our history with Machine Head? And I I am the guy that knows all the hits probably. I'm the guy that listened to Pandora and kind of caught a few things that they've played. Spotify's thrown thrown a couple Machine Head songs into my mix, but I've never gone back and grabbed an al- a full album and listened to it by these guys. And this is what number nine that they've done. It's up there. Yeah. So yeah, when it comes to what's been on an album 
and have I ever sat down and listened to anything fully by these guys? I have not. So what about you, sir? So I'm most familiar with uh, – I let me bring up their discography real quick. Um, but I, I believe it's Burn Your Eyes is, is the big one that's got Davidian on it. Um, Machine Head discography. Uh, yeah, Burn My Eyes from 1994 I was most familiar with. Uh, the Burning Red came out in 99, and I was familiar with that as well. But it came out at a time, you know, and it was so different from Burn Your Eyes. It was That's why I said, if you want a comparison to this album, Burn Your Eyes, I think, is a good one. But at the time that, that Burn Your Eyes came out, uh, sorry, bur- the bur- okay, actually, the Burning Red came out in 99. It was their third album. Before that was The More Things Change in 97. Uh, and the more things change was okay. It was fine. Um, not as good as Burn My Eyes, but that I mean they they came right out of the gate with with, with, with what a winner of an album. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, the Burning Red came out and it was a little cleaner, a little less heavy than what I was expecting. And in 1999, if you didn't sound like Pantera, then fuck you. So <laughs> you know I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was nonplussed at the time. Um, now I'm much more tolerant of uh, of lesser heavy, less heavier music. Um, the next couple of albums I just fell off. I, I haven't really been listening to a lot of Machine Head since The Burning Red. I think I've I think I listened to like stuff here and there. I know I, know I listened to The Blackening. Um, I don't think I listened to Unto the Locust or Bloodstone and Diamonds. Uh, which were the last two albums that came out. I just, whatever reason, maybe I didn't have Spotify at the time, but I just, it was just one of the, Machine Heads was just, they had burned me one too many times, no pun intended, so I didn't chase after their albums. I should probably go back and check them out. Um, but, you know, because of this podcast, and, you know, now I'm on top of releases, I made it a point to listen to this, and I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Good deal. Well, I can't wait to hear some of your thoughts as we go through the tracks, because there are some standout ones here, I believe, for sure. Um, so, Well, I'm, we I'm, all know that uh, uh, the, my, my, one of my favorites of 2016 was, an, was a single that, was, that they put out called Is There Anybody Out There? Yeah, it's still like one. one of my favorite songs. It's fucking amazing. It's a good one. Uh, that usually popped up in the Spotify mix that I had over the summer, and you know, I, I honestly, I didn't know what album that was from. I thought it was something that was upcoming. That's how much I knew of Machine Head. But it, it was from last year. So, or a couple, I guess now it's a couple years ago. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Have you ever heard their cover of School by Nirvana? I have not. S- School? Yes. I didn't know that was a Nirvana song. Um, maybe I have that wrong. Hang on. They, I know Machine Head does a cover. Uh, maybe it's not School. Maybe I'm thinking of a different band that does School. Um, are you familiar with School by Nirvana? I no, I have. No, I didn't even know that was a Nirvana song, dude. That yeah, that's sound. From, I want to say that's from Bleach. Hang on. Welcome to the Wikipedia podcast. <laughs> I'm really surprised that I don't. I bet you, uh, if I hear that song, then I'm probably going to be like, okay, yeah, I, I recognize that. 
Yeah, school's the fourth track off of the Bleach album. Okay. Um. You'd, yeah, you'd know it if you heard. Uh, Machine. I'm trying to think. There's a really good Machine Head cover, and I, for the life of me, I can't. I thought it was School, but maybe it's not. Machine Head covers. Uh, um, apparently they do an Ace of Spades, Little Wing, Creeping Death. Oh, that's a lot. Songs covered by Machine Head by year, 2016. Well, I have to jump into this. Apparently, there's 36 more songs. <laughs> Apparently, they covered fucking Hostile, which I have not heard, and now I have to hear before this podcast goes <laughs> any further. Um, uh, Negative Creep, that's the one I'm thinking of. Uh, they covered They covered Negative Creep. Okay, okay. Well, let's... Uh... What are we? What are we pulling from YouTube? Just, just give me a direction here, sir, because I know we got to pull at least something. Oh, um, pull, pull, pull both of those. Pull, uh, really quick. Pull the uh, the negative creep one and pull fucking hostile. Fucking hostile. All right. All right. Well, you do that. Let's go ahead and play music so we don't have dead time here. Um, isn't it awfully nice to have a penis? All right. Let's hear. <laughs> The lead-off track. Soundboard for that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Let's hear the the lead-off track here while Jesse pulls my music. Uh, this is volatile.
felt like it had the machine head sound that I liked. Um, there are, this is probably the prime example of what I say when he starts singing, it kind of takes me out of it. When it starts, they try to do melody or whatever there. Uh, it, it almost kind of takes me out of the song to where I'm like, Oh man, really? you know, it does, I, dude. I don't know. I don't like, know what it is. You're like my wife. Nothing makes you happy because, <laughs> and, I, and, I, <laughs> and I say that because, cause I'm a funny guy. Now I say that because you have a tendency to withdraw from the cookie monster vocals. And you've said in the past that you, that you tend to prefer clean vocalizations then do a uh, cookie monster or growling. And so here you have a guy who he's clearly screaming and, you know, on a lot of these tracks, but he occasionally switches over to something more melodic, something clean. And you're like, Nope, not good enough. Tell me I'm pretty. No, uh, I mean, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, it, maybe it's just the way that he does it because I want to say it's almost off key. And I know I'm probably 1000% wrong, but it something just doesn't mesh. It's it's his way of vocalization when he does that, and either playing up against the band or whatever. It just does not sound like they go together. Um, I, I, I you, know, no. I, you know, all kidding aside, I could not disagree with you more. I, I and, and that's and we'll just leave it at that. But like I have, I we have covered. And, and we have heard some over the past couple of years, some uh, singing that that's grating, that's that doesn't match the music. And I've made those comments. That's not that's about the furthest thing from my mind when I hear this. I'm really surprised. But, you know, to each his own. I hear you, sir. All right. Um, so what, that one was kind of halvesies for you. You were good with most of it, but when it got melodic, you were like, meh. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's probably one of the better, heavier songs off this album. I, I, I will, mm-hmm. I will give it that. I, you know, I still think it's a pretty good headbanging tune. It's not my favorite, but one of the better ones off the album, in my opinion. All right, um, because we have ADHD on this show, or at least I do. Uh, let's go <laughs> ahead and not play something from this album. Let's instead play a c- cover of a Nirvana song called "Negative Creep." by ye old machine head. Break, break. 
Ah, uh, yes, the band that changed music forever, Nirvana. Listen to them, Negative Creep, and I'm stoned. Um, <laughs> That's a good cover. Yeah, pretty good cover. By the way, uh, the the band that covers School, uh, again, another Nirvana song, again, another song off of Bleach, was Fear Factory. Uh, I'm not going to make you play it tonight, but it's definitely worth throwing in the Google machine or uh, trying to find on Spotify if you can, just to give it a give it a whirly gig. All right. This is track two from Catharsis, the uh, title track, Catharsis.
right, Catharsis. I'm guessing you're not a fan of that one. Well, hold on a second here, because that feels we. If we didn't get to the part, because there is a part in Catharsis that I know really hooks me. Um, I mean, where he's screaming, and we didn't get to it, which blows my mind. Did you only go about halfway? Yeah. Because some of these songs do take a few to get going, and oh man, I, I really hope that that is that was correctly titled Catharsis. I'm sure it was. Let me look at something here real quick. But there's a part in that song where he's talking about the music. Uh, the only thing that keeps him sane is the music that's in his veins. And can you feel my catharsis? And then it just like gets straight up fucking brutal heavy. Um, and oh, do you want to chance me? Would you like me to take the chance that I get sued and just play the whole thing? Uh, no, I don't want you. To, I, I don't want, we do have a podcast that we have to do. And, and I, as much as I love that, uh, I, I, I really do love that part of the song. Again, it's another example of how that, you know, the way that they structure these songs, and it happens throughout this album a lot, these songs start and then morph into something different and then kind of come back every once in a while uh, to what it originally was. There's, it just feels like there's two parts to every song almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I can tell you that that song itself in my opinion, once it starts going, it it creeps up into top two territory for me off this album. Uh, okay. So, I mean, I, I like what I, we heard I, so far. It, it, yeah. it definitely is the most commercial song I think on here by far. That okay. I can see that getting radio play. Um, though yeah. I think Beyond the Pale and Volatile are the ones that are getting radio play right now, um, at least on the Sirius XM Liquid Metal Station. But. I mean, I when I hear that, that's something I could hear on like terrestrial rock radio. Um, I, again, it's got that mix of clean vocals and heaviness, and you know, but it's not so like brutal and over the top. Uh, you know, and I'll be the first one that usually bashes on commercial sounding music, but I thought they did a good job with that one. It, it also reminded me a lot of the Burning Red, for better or well, worse. Okay, okay. Um, I do want to preface this next song as we get into it. And I, I think I want you to play uh, 3A first, okay? Okay. Be- well, before we do this- that. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, before go ahead, Before we man. do that, I got to get this done. This is fucking hostile by Machine Head. Fuck! One, two, three, four! Almost every day, I see the same place. I'm fucking pitching through and pitching out of code! If you can see yourself, you push the water shelf You're from a mouth of rain, rather soon I'll be right To stay up with a blood, I'm not perish To make all your room for you, then you'll affect yourself The lion makes you believe what's evil We make a love and make a friend to me, he got the wrong way The right way To see, to bleed Cannot be taught It's good, you're making us Oh, fucking awesome! We stand alone! The truth is right or wrong, the boundaries of the law Using the missile point, arrested for choice Keeping the wonder why, hundreds of people die You ride in chicken bread, from a place if they run Now I'm way up public, for it! 
Pantera and yeah, it's I one think of my the one the one thing compared to this cover is that the vocals are too much at the forefront here. I l- like it a lot better when the the music is beating me upon my face instead of the vocals being right out there in front and then you know the the instruments taking a back seat, which that's kind of what that felt like almost. That came off of. Yeah, uh, I can uh, see that. I, I it was mixed weird. I my my impression of the song was yep that sounds like they covered a Pantera song they yes, did nothing you, with it you can't <laughs> they played it lick for lick it. <laughs> yeah it was it's like, fucking a fucking hostile for shit's sake you know um, um, I used to get so worked up wanting I, I saw Pantera a bunch of times while they were still together before they broke up and um some good some bad came out of the Pantera breakup. Um, but I remember, you know, especially the first couple of Pantera shows I went to, all I could do was wait for them to to play fucking hostile and then they play it and I would be so happy, but like almost every time they played it way too fast. (laughs) Oh, really? That's a song where if you play it any faster than it, than, than the recorded version of it just fucks the whole song up and it's not quite as good, but, um, Okay. So you wanted so go ahead and explain why I'm playing SYL first. <clears throat> okay. Uh have you heard of Strapping Young Lad? Yes, I have. Uh okay. that's Devin Townsend of the Devin Townsend project. Okay. All right. Well, uh some of the reviews that I read before getting on the podcast were making a comment about how Beyond the Pale uh feels like it was either heavily influenced or almost ripped off Strapping Young Lad. Uh, and their song Love. So me being the inquisitive guy that I am, I was like, okay, I think I've heard of Strapping Young Lad before, but I definitely can't place what this song is. So what we're going to do here tonight is we're going to put this to a test and let our listeners, uh, you know, we're going to make their minds up for them at the end of this. But I'm certain you, Mark Radlich, your job is to make a decision as to whether they ripped it off or they were heavily influenced. Um, so what we're going to do, play Strapping Young Lad first, and then we'll hop into Beyond the Pale, and then I'll, I, I can't wait to see what your decision is going to be. Um, have you ever heard Strapping Young Lad's um, Strapping Young Lad song? <laughs> is that the name of the song? Yes. <laughs> is it called is it is it called Strapping Young Lad or Strapping Young Lad song? <laughs> it's just no. called Strapping Young Lad song. That fucking be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. Hang on. Strapping <laughs> Young Lad S-Y-L. Yeah, it's, it's just called S-Y-L. Have you ever oh, heard okay. it? No, I haven't. Oh, uh, you you really, really need to. 
We, we, All we right. Need, I mean, I might, I might have to make plays tonight, but um, it's, it's a, it's a great song. I'll <laughs> grab it. And that, that, that's one where I'll risk Devin Townsend suing me just to play the ending of it because the ending of it's hysterical. Strapping young lad. Yes, I will find it and I will grab it. Okay. While you do that, let's hear another Strapping Young Lad song on the ADHD podcast of Doom. This is Love. beyond the pale yes sir all right here we go
Okay, so what is your thesis with that? Okay, you need to listen to the riff from Strapping Young Lad and compare it to the riff that we're listening to here. Um, and if you want to play like just the first 10 seconds or whatever of the other one just to kind of get another taste and then compare it to the riff here, you're more than welcome to. If you've already made your decision, sir, you're more than welcome to let us know. All right. Well, now I know I'm listening for because I didn't see a trem- I didn't hear a tremendous amount of similarity there. Oh, please! Said, You've got to I thought, be kidding me. Okay. I you need, stylistically, yeah, you, you need... I thought stylistically it was very similar to Catharsis. But all right, let me go ahead and listen to the first ten seconds of Love Again. I kind of hear what you're talking about now. <laughs> I, I mean, I, not, not to sound like Vanilla Ice. It was like, well, Jesse, one of them is bum bada bum bada bum bum, and but the other one is bum bada bum bada bum bum. It's different. But uh, I, I thought there was enough variation there where I would not call it a ripoff. Okay, all right, that's fine with me. I, I, I certainly had. How old is that song? I think uh, Strapping a Lad song. They said was, I want to say it was mid two thousands. Um, mm-hmm. so anyway, yeah, I, well, I went and I looked and I was like, okay, I can definitely see it. There were two reviews that I read that specifically, and of course they could have been feeding off each other. You never know, but they, you know, they specifically pointed that out, like how much of a, it, it, he was questioned about it too. Rob Flynn was questioned about it and he said it was a happy accident. So, okay. Yeah, and I remember that, that too. And, and yeah, look. Well, just like with movies, there's a lot of similarities in the movies. They're not ripoffs. It's just I think there's influence. I think there's only so many stories to tell. There's only so many licks on a guitar. You know, occasionally you get a, you get a guy like Tom Morello who does some really weird stuff with his, you know, or Jimi Hendrix or whatever. But I think for the most part, you know, we listen to a lot of music on this podcast, and you know, I, there's I've I've said there's plenty of albums that I've liked, but I would be crazy i mean like we've pointed it out here many times where i hear a lick and i'm like yep that sounds like this i'm usually <laughs> the one that, that 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 picks it out but i i think it's a little overboard i think it's a little hard to say oh that's a ripoff i mean okay. machine and has I, been I around yeah machine has been around for a long time some of their stuff's probably going to sound like something they've heard before um you know and and then of course the they fly over, they fly over. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell you. All right. Uh, Devin Townsend and the people who who are who make money off of the sales of this album, please don't sue me. This is SYL by Strapping Young Lad. This is a friend, Debbie. So, Debbie. I want me to walk to play, play to Debbie. And, and then once there's a bear out there. A real live bear, and he ate the kids.
Brian Devin, I think you're stinking order. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Uh, boy, that was some heavy, heavy industrial stuff. Would you, would you, would you call that industrial? Felt industrial to me. Yeah, I, I would say so. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I discovered that way back uh, when, it, when actually when it first came out. I got it as a, I got it as a promo, uh, promo copy of the album, and I, I used to that got that got a lot of repeat play in my house. Just, and my friends and I used to used to love saying that to each other, like, "Hi, my name is Devin. Can I take your stinking order?" <laughs> ah, good. All stuff. right, good stuff. Yes. So you're getting your education tonight, buddy. You're learning oh, yeah. lots of stuff here. Fit machine head covers, strapping young lad. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Uh, this is California bleeding. song I, I like it a lot it's uh not my most favorite on here I th- the next one's actually probably i think my favorite but uh that one's really good that that's i i like the indictment of the california um just the general the california uh, uh motif the, the the culture the um, lifestyle the lifestyle yeah i like it i, I like how they they took that all head on and um, you know, it was a very heavy song. I, I, I yeah, I, I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was a little, a little different than we normally get from metal bands. Um, you know, again, I, I think they're, I think they're pretty consistent on this album so far, and putting out some really fun and interesting tracks. This is one of my favorites as well. 
I I really do enjoy it. Uh, but I can tell you that this this song I think has sparked a lot of uh, divisiveness between some of the Machine Head fans. As soon as you start mentioning the words new metal or rap metal, um, and you apply it to this song, some of them metalheads out there are just going to be like, uh, okay, negative one. It's not a plus <laughs> one mark. It's a negative one. <laughs> so I don't know. I yeah, didn't, I didn't get a real I, new metal vibe from this. I, I, uh, I can kind of see where they're coming from. It's still, to me, I think the way that he, the way that he does this, they, the, the whole rap metal thing that shows up in our next song, which I cannot believe. Well, I, I don't know, Mark. You like this album, and most of the reviews that I've read really pan this thing. And we're, we're going to get into this here in this next song. But anyway, uh, I, I still think the way he's vocalizing or, or, or singing here uh, and shouting and screaming at us is, is classic Machine Head, in my opinion. Uh, I, granted, it's, it's an upbeat song, but it's a, it, just, it's a, and it's a lot of fun. Go ahead. I just don't see it as rap metal. What I see as rap metal is, damn it, <laughs> damn it, it's not rap metal. <laughs> well, get ready because the next okay. song I really honestly <laughs> okay, think now none of is... my sound clips are working. Damn it. Oh no. Oh, you had something queued up from the soundboard. And the one time you actually had it queued up and had me on hook, I, it, it it didn't play. Yeah, it didn't play. Not, 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 now nothing is playing. Uh, blog good. Talk Radio, I hate you. No. All right, let's, let's refresh the soundboard here, see if that helps. Yeah, everything is just... I don't think it's my internet. That's... I can hear you just fine. Can you hear me? Yeah, no, I can hear you fine. Tommy, can you hear me? I can hear you. <laughs> I can hear you too. Um, <laughs> uh, let me look but um, yeah, right. I like, like I played. I played a couple of things, and I got no sound, so I played something else. And yeah, it's it's just going and it's going in a circle. And so I tried to here. I'm gonna just X out of the soundboard entirely, and I'm gonna re- reload everything. Uh. We got, let's see, I don't know. I mean, this to me, I agree with you. It doesn't feel like rap metal to me, okay? Yeah, his cadence is a little bit staggered, which I guess you could say it's rapping, but it's not that bad. It it almost is like a Kid Rock song um, where, you know, he's Kid Rock has songs similar to this uh, mm-hmm. in the way that he vocalizes. But, you know, again, it felt it's a fun song for me. I like it. It's one of my favorites off of here. So, you know, it is what it is, I guess. I don't understand why. I mean, there are really this this one California bleeding and the next one we're going to get to are the two songs that a lot of people really believe ruined this album. Huh. So, we'll we'll talk about that. At least I, I if I'm We'll find out. Is it? Are, are you having any luck, sir? No, this the studio won't load anymore. Uh, oh, let me see if I can have anything on my end here. 
I'm going to break it. Studio is just sitting there, and it's just spinning. Oh, wait. Wait. I have access, I think. You want okay, me to try? Maybe, maybe. Uh, hang on. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Let's okay, so yeah, the, okay, so yeah, I know what the next song's going to be, and that is the one. That's the one. All right, here we go. I'll go ahead and introduce it. We'll play it if we are lucky enough. This okay. is num- track five off of the album. It is called Triple Beam. And there's no moral to the story. Read the lines in between. That's what happens when you balance life on a triple beam. When you balance life on a triple beam 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 she could always pay with sex My ass tried to throw me 30 grand worth of shit And I did it, I took it, I'd never get out of this What the fuck am I doing with amphetamine? That's what happens when you balance life on a triple beam Oh, when you balance life on a triple beam When you balance life on a triple beam I to an eight ball and they to a brick Chaos in my life was a measurement thing And there's a moral to the story Read the lines in between But that's what happens when you balance life My body trusts nobody Make you take a test See if you would rat a man and stab him in the chest He'd make you suck the glass Get called the dragon's breath Smoke a giant hit as we prove you weren't the best Your heart would be so fast Before your eyes like flash Ain't easy to make cash Living off a mess It's a paranoid world Violent and mean what happens when you balance life on a triple beam? Come on! Okay, see, if, if people want to be like, oh, this, this is new metal, this is rap metal, okay, that one makes sense. Okay, there you go. <laughs> All right. I was hoping at least you would see it on that track, because... You know, I, I'm I'm a newbie green guy over here, and I could I could definitely feel it there. Um, oh, I, I definitely saw it, and I still can't get into my studio. Now, now my studio won't load at all. Did you do? How did you break it? I don't know. All of a sudden, Blog Talk Radio is not working for me. It, like, because you obviously can, you got it up. I don't know why I can't get it up. Well. <laughs> I do not have an answer, sir. <laughs> I try hard, I guess. How's that? <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, uh, I'm a hard trier. Um, okay, so amazingly enough, everything else loads though. It took a couple seconds for the studio to pop up for me, but after just a few seconds, though, it came up. So, so anyway, okay, tell um, me, tell me about Triple Beam. Why did you say this was your favorite one off the album? Yeah, probably. I, you know, I when I get up in the morning now, um, I kind of have the house to myself because uh, with my new with my change in work schedule, I get out a lot later than when my wife leaves. So like she's usually gone by six. I don't even have to get up a lot of times until six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning to get to work on time. And 
like I'll tend to like play a podcast while I'm getting ready for work because uh, I don't get to play it as much at work. At work. Yeah. But um, occasionally I will also uh, I'll play you know music that, that we're going to listen to in the Metal Hammer of Doom or whatever. Uh, and I remember listening to this this morning, and I was like bopping around the house, like you know, the, the, you know, when you manage life on a triple beam, and I'm like, you know, and I'm like fucking skanking around the bed. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I was like, I was, I, I'm on the opposite side of where the bathroom is, and so I'm like, I'm going back and forth, and I'm trying to get my clothes on and everything, and I'm just, be, you know, and I'm just dancing. I'm like, yeah, when you mad at life, phone a triple beam, oh, I'm picking up change and laundry. It's it's great. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. So, yeah. I was fucking shit up in the bedroom. <laughs> well, okay. Um, I'll just, I mean... I, I I didn't hate this song, okay? So I'll, I'll just put that out there. This wasn't something that I absolutely hated. It was an interesting story that's being told. For some reason, you know, it it's just really all it is is a story about a drug dealer uh, who, you know, it's crazy being a drug dealer. I mean, I think like the last, there there's a last part of this song where it's just the story about this guy who goes to the, goes to a gas station and gets in a fight and then he gets into another fight and then another guy, uh, his buddy that's with him, stabs and kills a dude. And now, Mark, I could see how that could speak to you, sir, because you probably have to deal with that shit every day. Um, but the, the it even says it in the song. He's like, there's no moral to this story. It's just, you know, that's living light. Uh, when you live life on a triple beam, you're just trying to deal your drugs. And, and that's the kind of life you have to live. So. I mean, for a story, I think it's fine, and it's a heavy, it's a heavy ass song. But I'll tell you, dude. I mean, if there was any negative review that I read, it would always pointed to this song. Uh, and I'll go ahead and read you a little bit here, okay? Just, just some of the stuff that I grabbed uh, to kind of give you an idea of what they were saying. Uh, Triple Beam is over the top, dated, and cheesy. Uh, it is an example of where the band should have drawn some clear boundaries. It's a cringe-worthy rap metal song that's difficult to get through even once. In particular, the chunky new metal riffage and rap vocal-led song stands out as a point of contention. Unabashedly adopting nearly every, every cliche of the off-maligned genre, the song indulges in a gangster rap reminiscent tale urban drug dealing woes so it wasn't a lot of people's favorite and it amazes okay, me yeah. that this is your favorite off of here okay well first of all fuck anyone that doesn't like this song um <laughs> let's start there number one <laughs> go fuck yourself <laughs> here's why I, here's why i say that it, you know I'm, and i'm joking to a degree but i feel like this is one of those hoity-toity moments where it's like, well, that style is passe. And instead of judging the song on its merits, it's like, well, they're, they're utilizing a style that's no longer hip, and that's where the criticism is coming from. I, I, just, I don't feel like that's an honest criticism of the song. I feel like that's a lot of personal taste, and, and that's a lot of judging the style. Um, as, you know, as not being contemporary, 
more so yeah. than judging the song on its merits. And that's why I say fuck those people. Fuck them right in their ear. <laughs> All right, good enough. Look, man, uh, am I-, I mean, my thing is if, if a, so- a song should make you want to move, a song should, give you, should, should bring out emotion in you of some kind, whether it's anger or, or happiness or whatever, but it should also make you want to get up and shake your ass. And that song succeeds on both levels. So if you don't like it, I think that's because you have a problem with that style and, and not because of there's anything wrong with the song itself. Would you say that this kind of stands out amongst any other Machine Head song that you've heard? Does it sound different compared to well, the other stuff that you're <laughs> used to from Machine Head? Well, it's no Davidian. <laughs> That's for sure. We can say that. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I like I said, there's there's a lot of um there there's a lot of machine head I haven't listened to in the last couple of years. So I don't know if I could say that with certainty, but the from what what I have heard, I would say yeah, it's different from the average machine head song, but different can be good. I mean, okay. we have a we have a saying on here, "Samezy." We don't like Samezy. Samezy is boring. This isn't Samezy. Yeah. This is this has this, been interesting. Yeah, this album is definitely not Samezy. Uh, clearly, when we get to the end of this album, you guys are going to hear a variety of different stylings that Machine Head has brought to us. So, uh, but yeah, you're you're right. It's definitely not a Samezy song. Are we? You're gonna have to are keep, we right? No. I mean, no. we can move on to the next song, but I still can't get my stupid studio loaded okay. up. Okay. All right. Let's do that. Number six, track six off of here. This is Papa Roach with, oh, wait a second. I'm sorry. Machine Head with Kaleidoscope. Don't fuck yourself. <laughs> we ride, we fall, and then we come together and despise this all. So get your middle fingers in the air and sing. They can't ignore us anymore. It's all to us. Cause I don't give a fuck I'm stuck I'm getting it off And you sound like a truck No break Crip the wheel And start to shake Fly me my death I'm still alive Not part of mine Comatose America The zombies are inside Watch out for your brothers Man it really isn't that hard Have our souls to call The path I walk Is only for the strong And the proud I walk along A lonely I done been told to go fuck myself. Kaleidoscope. Mark Radlich. <laughs> I like that song. No, dude, seriously, I, I do too. I, I actually think that's probably one of the better ones off of here too. There's not too much that I hate off of here uh, in any way. There's not like something where I'm like, oh gosh, get it off of here. Because 
there are albums, and I've mentioned this plenty of times on here before, where I will listen to them because I have to do the show, and I've got to listen to it. Uh, and repeat listens come at a price as to whether I really, really want to try and listen to it again when it comes to some bands. This is an album that I didn't have any problem listening to again because of songs like this. Kaleidoscope kept me interested, and it's actually a – I think it's a fairly decent song. So I agree. Okay. Um, yeah, I – I get some of the new metal criticism, but I, I I don't need to repeat that whole last thing again. I don't I don't think that's good criticism, you know. I I think they can note it, but when you start getting into and I don't like it because it's this, and I just don't yeah. like that kind of music. This is the sort of thing that we talk about all the time. Like you 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 really have to be able to differentiate between your personal taste and how good. I mean, how many times have I said on here? This isn't my kind of music, but these guys can clearly play their instruments. Or I can see yeah. the value in, in this music. It's just, yeah. not, it's just not something that I particularly want to listen to. But you don't get a lot of that with people. It's like, well, I don't like it, so it's bad. I think as reviewers, you feel a tendency to want to compare it to what you've heard before. That's something that I usually base a lot of my stuff on, you know, okay, is this, because the first thing you're trying to do is figure out if it's better than X album uh, that either the same band did or a band that sounds like them did. Uh, So then when you got people saying like, okay, this song is this band, this song is this band, it really does kind of trivialize what this band has done to try and put this song, these songs together by saying it, sounds exactly like something else or it's in the style of this particular band and and because it's outside of the range of what we heard before it's now considered shit it, it's it's just kind of the thing that reviewers do <laughs> they label things and if they like it well great if not you know the album is is you know not at, up to whatever standards they expected so I don't know. Like you know, I said Papa Roach. I can see elements of that in this kaleidoscope, but it's not like I'm like, oh yeah, that's Papa Roach all the way. It's just again, it's interesting to see Machine Head have an album full of almost I wouldn't say different genres, but it, it's definitely songs are influenced in certain ways that you can compare them to somewhat different bands and different genres sometimes. And this next one's weird. Um, are you ready to get into this next one, number se- track seven? Let's do this shit. All right, this is this is bastards. So be prepared, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yesterday I told my son, sometimes the bad guys win. That it made me scared about the world that we live in. But I had to reassure them that it wouldn't be for long. Sometimes we have to be ourselves, we have to be strong. I said, boys, you are the future, so let this be a lesson. There may come a day you have to fight off their aggression. Cause fear and hatred one today, the darkness takes the light. Both of you look in my eyes, it'll be alright in every step you take. I'm with you 
Machine Head song, but I like I like the song a lot. You know, I like that these are about something. They're saying they're Machine Head's really talking a lot about society in a lot of these songs and commenting on it. Um, and so I can t- sort of forgive them for a lot of the stylistic weirdness that might come out in in, in these. Like I don't need every song to sound like fucking Davidian. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. I was fine with this one. Yeah, it's interesting, oh, it also, like, ba- hey, hey, ballad slash punk piece. Go ahead. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I just, I would also like to tell you that my studio still hasn't loaded up yet. I keep getting <laughs> the page isn't working. Don't, uh, didn't send any data. Oh, way to go. Yeah, and it's working for <laughs> you, which is really weird, but it's not working for me. I don't understand why. Um, and I sent a ticket. Into, now, I pay not only to ha- be able to do two-hour broadcast plus a one-hour of, non, of non-broadcast time that's uh, extra recorded, you know, for the times that we go over, the, yeah. a lot of time I set. Um, but that, uh, that's supposed to pay for premium support, which is 24-7. And I just got a ticket saying, yep, we got your ticket, and support is between 10.30 and 5. Who the fuck oh. is podcasting between 10.30 and 5, number one? Five. Number two, what the fuck am I paying for? <laughs> Ten thirty at five in the morning. I will be waiting. I can't wait to hear from you at four o'clock. Your your issue has been resolved, sir. Oh, thanks. That's because the podcast fucking ended. I appreciate I, I hope that. that I, I hope that people in you know that that work with this site just fuck you people. Fuck <laughs> your soul system. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, what I really find hilarious is is the constant marketing emails I'm getting from them in the last couple of weeks. They're like, you should upgrade to a higher package. 
You'll have this, this, and this. Really? Am I going to get the fucking premium help back for every time your system blows its, you know, blows its ass and nothing works? What else? What else is up there? I mean, is uh, is it just like how can you? You got a pretty good system the way it's set up now, where where we're able to put the podcast up. But I mean, is there stuff you can get that inc- that it increases, like more studio time or something? Yes. Okay. So if right, I, short if I wanted, yes. Yeah. So I mean, I was actually going to go to the upgrade page if that fucking loads. <laughs> oh, it'll be there. Don't you worry, sir. If there's a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there's a possibility, I can spend more money on this piece of shit technology. I'm sure I can get to it. <laughs> Let's go, go ahead and do the next song. All right, track eight. This is Hope Begets Hope. Oh boy, Mark Radlich. Oh, uh, now it won't work for you either. Hold on. Is this one of them songs that start out real quiet? Because I know there's a few of those, but I could tell you it's just spinning after I hit the play button. Yep, it might be dying for you too. Good. Mother Good. Fudrucker. We're doing well here. <laughs> you punted a ticket. I blame you, sir. Thirty yeah, we're thirty four seconds into the song. I hear nothing. Okay, that's what you do. Oh there we go. Oh hey. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, it wasn't like 
the wower off of this album for me. So it's kind of a meh. Is that where you're at? Yeah, that that one was. I think when I was listening to it earlier today, this was one where I was like, "All right, it's fine." Yeah. Okay. It's nice. It's nice. It's too big. It's nice. It's too big. All right, so we moving on to track nine. Let's yeah, let's let's do this because I'm about ready to throw my computer out the in the fucking street. <laughs> we only we just a little over halfway, and uh, Mark is about to destroy his own computer. Uh, Screaming at the Sun, track nine. Oh. Lest I speak too soon. Lest I push the play button. Oh, hold on. Here we go. Just have to wait 30 seconds as it spins, and then it'll play the song. (laughs) That's good. I'm glad I paid fucking 40 bucks for this. Son of a bitch. Come on. Screaming at the Sun. Screaming at the sun. I would I will love tell to know. You. I would love Go to ahead. know what is happening at Blog Talk Radio that like it works fine for a while. Like I remember for the last couple of weeks, the the, the problem was it wouldn't let me dial into the show until it was after the, when the show started. That was fun for a couple of weeks. Now now apparently the ah uh, the server is too busy. That's that's oh. the message I just got. That's okay. Now that doesn't explain much to us. I don't understand what how that fixes things. We're going on 55 seconds here and we still haven't heard. I mean, if the ser- the server is too busy to play the music. Upgrade your servers. Yeah. What? Take That's that money I gave you. Take <laughs> that money I gave you. Get a server. Wow. Piece of garbage product. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Screaming at the sun. Uh, I, I'm about to I guess, scream at my computer. <laughs> screaming, screaming at that you, you after yeah okay. Um, I just remember that one of the things I read compared this song uh, to it, it, they they felt it represented Alice in Chains. Uh and then when I listened to it again, I I could kind of see that. Now here's the thing. That speaks a lot to the fact that, you know, I had to listen to it to see if that's the case. If I can't pick yeah, up love, Alice in Chains right off yeah, the top. Yeah, uh, I'd love to listen to it right now. <laughs> I can't do anything. I'm I'm scared to hit reload uh to reload the thing or I'm out, you know, I'm done. And if we can't get to the how do we end the episode without I'm just going to hang up the phone. That's how that works. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, let me let me just try one more thing. I'll try to uh let's see if I can get back in here. Go to the Here studio. we go. Here comes Speed Racer. He's a demon on wheels. <laughs> he is. Uh, what have you been watching lately, Mark? <laughs> uh, well, I, other than I, your I computer watch- screen spin, <laughs> I finished watching The Godfather Part Three. Um, Ooh, yesterday, that's coming that's up on fun- like uh, that's tomorrow. Yeah, that's gonna uh, be a fun one for me to try to defend. I've never seen any of the Godfathers. I know a ton of the pop culture references from said yeah. movie, but 
never watched a single one of them. Yeah, the, the first two were, were good and worth watching. This last, this last one was a bit of a slog. Oh, that's unfortunate. I just got, um, I just got, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm now got the spinny stuff. I'm a little behind on my um, my CW shows, and I think I'm going to get caught up on them tonight because fuck this podcast. <laughs> oh, hey, server is too busy. Well, that's, and we're that's done. Unfortunate. I give up. Well, okay, let's do final thoughts. I mean, nope. we've, we've had our chance to listen to the whole album. Our, our audience has not, but I guess we they can now take our word for it and go check out the album if if you think it's a good one. What's your what's your thoughts on it, Mark? Um, all right, I'm gonna stop pouting. Um, <laughs> That's time like to be I professional. Said, I, like I said, I really like this album. You know, this is one where like normally my like when we're done with these shows, the first thing I do is I delete the playlist that I made on Spotify, you know, and, and I put, you know, and then I'll put on the, net, the one that come that we're doing next week on. This is probably what I'm going to leave on for a while because I want to give this one a couple of more listens before oh, excuse me, I move on to the next thing. Um, so yeah, like I really dig it. Uh, I really like this album. Uh, this is probably going to be when we do our vote later in the year. This one might make the top three for me. Ooh, wow! I'll tell you what. You're about, I at, the, at the end of this year, you think it's staying up there that long? Yeah, I've been disappointed by a lot of music the last couple of years. So, <laughs> well, um, <laughs> uh, you know, so like tonight we we did Machine Head, kinda, um, sorta. Next week. Next week we've got Leaves Eyes, uh, then we've got Orphan Land, then Philip H. Ansamo and the Illegals, then Rum Ahoy. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it has it has a chance of being the best one out of any of those. Also, like we'll see. Like may, maybe not. Maybe Leaves Eyes is incredible and it's better and it's better than this. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, in March, we're doing the new Andrew W. K. Uh, the new ministry, the new Judas priest, and uh, just announced this week the sword. Uh, so that's that's Ooh. on the calendar now. Oh yeah. my goodness! I listened to the new. I listened to the uh, the new single that dropped. Mm-hmm. Man, their sound has changed. From what yeah. brought me into the sword, I mean, it's been evident over the past couple albums that they're kind of they're they're branching out to different stuff. And I was really hoping mm-hmm. that this new single was going to be something that would make me go, okay, I'm back in it, but I'm still a fan of the sword. So it'll be, I can't wait to hear what the new album sounds like. Well, that excites me. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. In April, we've got, uh, we're going to go in the way back machine. How far back? Way, way back. We're going to do the power glove metal combat for yeah, metal, metal combat for the mortal man. That's all, that's all a part of video game week. Um, just announced uh, recently within the past week or so, the new Camelot. We'll be reviewing that. Um, and then uh, I've had to move this. This one has bounced around a few times on the calendar. Visions of Atlantis. But I really want to cover it, so I've left it on the calendar for now. Uh, the week of the 25th is a Cooper's Choice. Maybe you guys will do Saxon. Maybe you'll do Goat Penis. I don't know. It's your show. You'll figure it out. We got Monster Magnet on uh, May 2nd. Mine, fucker. Fucker. Um, we got the new Demu Borgir on May 9th. 
Uh, we've got Skindred, Big Tings on May 16th, and then another one that's bounced around the calendar a whole bunch, and it may it may bounce around a little bit more, may end up bouncing off. We'll see what gets announced over the next couple of weeks. The new Fool Man Chul, Jesse Slotcha. Yeah, Boogeyman. The Boogeyman. Uh, I got so, to see them. I got to see them open for Clutch back in shit, man. It was probably 2003, I think it was, 2002, 2003. And they floored me, dude. I was really impressed. For a band that I never even heard of, I was like, oh, shit. And I, I, I immediately snatched up some of their albums when I could. So I, I, their new one's going to be fun to listen to. Yep. So um, that's it. You know, this, check out our show from yesterday, TV Party Tonight for Black Mirror Season 4. We got into a really good discussion about that. Uh, Blog Talk Radio didn't fuck the show, so it's a good one to listen to, um, <laughs> unlike this one. <laughs> and tomorrow is uh, on trial, the last on trial for the month of January. is Sean's pick. He picked The Godfather Part 3, as I said before. Um, hopefully it won't fuck that show. Jesse? Ah, uh, well... Oh, Jesse, and... tell me tell me about that fuck money, man. Give me the meat sauce. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I, I did want to say, <laughs> excuse me, uh, This uh, for my final thoughts on this album here, it does, in the pantheon of how many albums we've done five so far this year, four or five, in the pantheon and the ranking of so far, this is number two. Avatar's still number one for me. Uh, Avatar Country is still number one when we come to uh, ranking everything. So, but it's still, I was impressed with Machine Heads. This is the first full album I've ever listened to by these guys, and I, I, I dug it. I did like it. Uh, so, I would advise anybody out there give it a shot, check it out if you got Spotify and you dig Machine Head. I guarantee you, there's going to be a few things, at least a couple songs off of here that are going to make your playlist that you enjoy. Uh, so, as for myself. You can go find me, Mark Radlich, and Ronnie Adams, the biggest fan of Goat Penis you ever saw, on the Source Material podcast. Uh, Yes, we just did Vision, uh, the Vision Vision series, 12-issue series that came out, I think it was 2016, by Tom King, and we had a great discussion about, uh, you know, somebody getting ECW'd with a cookie sheet. Yes, check it out. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's a book, it's basically a book club for comics where a few guys get together, talk about what they read, some of the fun stuff that happened in the book, spoilers, ahoy, uh, because they're all over the place, but that's okay. If you want to know what happened in the book, you can listen to us first, or you can read the book first and then come back and listen to us talk about it. Uh, other than that, you can follow me at Stiznarkey on Twitter, source at source Matcast. excuse me, at source Matcast on Twitter is a source material Twitter and I think that's it, Mark Radlich. I, 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 I am very, I'm very upset we only got halfway through this album. But we did play some good covers, and we did play some, you know, we, we played some SYL, uh, Strapping Young Lad. So I wouldn't call it a total loss, just enough to piss you. us off. I got to read you something. Okay. Breadsticks and meat sauce. Why, at the real Virgil is the best wrestling Twitter account there is. Oh no! <laughs> I know. I, I I'm sorry. I'm not adding him to my feed. Uh, I'm sorry. Just the the luckiest day of my life may have occurred in June of 2003. I had just recently graduated from high school, and with ten bucks in my pocket, 
was looking to indulge in some teriyaki chicken from the food court at our local mall. Still adapting to the freedoms that came with being able to drive and working a part-time job, teriyaki chicken was easily a bi-weekly indulgence for me at the time. Except on, this the... <laughs> Except on this particular day, the girl that called out my order to cook accidentally kicked over a mop bucket, got sidetracked and forgot to take my money. And being the poor 18-year-old that I was, I didn't remind her. This was my first stroke of good luck that day. With, with a Chinese food-induced coma, I began aimlessly wandering, this should say wandering, but it says wandering, the mall like a teenage zombie looking for the perfect thing to blow my $10 on. It was a weekday afternoon, so the mall was basically empty for the usual mall walkers and some tables that were set up selling old sports cards and memorabilia. Sifting through some old Fleer Ultra card sets, then a man was selling, I spotted a solo table down the way. The table had nothing on it except for some photos, and a bald black man was sitting behind the table alone. From a large window, sunlight poured in over the man and his table as if God himself was showing oh, me the way. I drew closer like a moth. As I approached, I could make out the words on the plain back banner behind the table. Virgil, wrestling superstar, autographs $10. Completely taken off guard, I stood there for a moment, processing what I was seeing. I had literally just stumbled across Virgil in my hometown mall selling autographs. Now, I completely understand that I may have embellished my opening statement. Of course, this wasn't the luckiest day of my life. The day I somehow landed my wife would most likely take that honor. But to be fair, not only did I score free chicken teriyaki, I then found a WWF-era wrestler giving autographs at the mall for the exact $10 amount that I had saved on my lunch. Lucky or not, the professional wrestling gods were watching over me that day. This this is going someplace, okay? You got you to gotta listen now. Oh, I, I'm, I'm absolutely enthralled. Are you, here, are you ready to hear about the origin of fuck money and meat sauce? Meat sauce. Yes. <laughs> Please. He looked terrible. Like a crackhead, basically. And I feel completely comfortable saying that because I've seen Virgil refer to himself as a crackhead on his Twitter account at the Reels of Virgil and following now. He was wearing a stretched out faded shirt, some sweatpants, and some untied construction boots. Kind of looked like a black happy Gilmore. Regardless, he was elated that I stopped to talk with him and my stroke of good fortune earlier at Asian Chow left me the exact amount of cash I needed to buy a black and white press photo that he happily autographed me right then and there. He relentlessly tried to sell me on the larger $20 photo, even though I told him I didn't have enough money, but that's neither here nor there. I'm a high school math teacher at the moment, but this is how I get my... This is the quote, okay? I gotta, I gotta reread this. Quote, okay. I'm a high school math teacher at the moment, but this is how I get my fuck money, Virgil explained to me. Ah, yes. Fuck money. A term that has come to embody Virgil's post-wrestling career so much that it, it has basically become the unofficial slogan. To the extent that he has his own song, oh, dear. Boy, I wish we had a podcast where we played music, because this would be fun to listen to. <laughs> to, the ex- 
to the extent that he has his own song called Fuck Money Baby, courtesy of the Sam Roberts Show. According to Urban Dictionary, the official definition of fuck money is fuck money is the fuck money. You need that money to fuck with, and that is why everyone fucks with it and needs it, son. Do you, do you understand, Jesse? Oh, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, uh, is there any question that fuck money isn't the fuck money? Do you understand that it is the fuck money? Uh, yeah, sure. This is <laughs> this has been enlightening. I've always wondered. There's matter a of fact, the... before I went to sleep last night, I said to myself, <laughs> am I ever going to figure out what fuck money really means? I actually said to myself, I probably never will, and then promptly fell asleep. Little did I know, today would be the luckiest day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a picture of a um, fortune cookie that's been split open. Do you know what the fortune reads? Please tell me. Fuck money is coming your way. <sighs> Much That's to funny. my en- <laughs> much to my enjoyment, this is something Virgil tweets about often. He tweets ideas on how he is going to obtain that fuck money. He encourages others to go and get that fuck money. And in times of need, he tweets about how he wishes he had that fuck money. I, I'm, against, I'm, I'm sensing a theme here. Yeah, there's a this theme. Is- can we? Basically, can I just go ahead real quick while you're reading yeah. this? I'm going to Twitter, and I'm I'm heading to Twitter right now, and I am going uh-huh. to get on, and we'll look at the last two tweets from our our good friend Virgil. Okay. Basically, if you are not already following at the real Virgil on Twitter, first go follow him immediately and following now, and then sit back and get ready to enjoy tweets about not only fuck money, Jesse Starcher. But all of the things that are dearest to Virgil, Olive Garden. Olive Garden bread... (laughs) This is a real thing. Olive Garden breadsticks, meat sauce in general, all women, his alleged celebrity friendships, his vulgar and candid opinions on the world, strippers, and most recently, Stouffer's lasagna. As a perfect example, refer to Twitter poll that he literally just tweeted moments ago while I was writing, and and the poll goes like this. Tonight at Fastlane, I am going to destroy Braun Strowman, become the Black Goldberg, stay home and eat Stouffer's, which won the poll. And as a close second, <laughs> and a close second was cry myself to sleep. Oh, my goodness. What does he go by on Twitter again? Virgil, what? At what is it? The Real Virgil. V-I-R-G-I-L. The Real Virgil. There we go. Okay. Okay. Being a long time at the real Virgil follower, I of course voted stay home and eat Stouffer's as I like to view Virgil as more of a glass half full guy. Unlike the forty percent that voted cry myself to sleep. But more so than Stouffer's, Virgil for years now has tweeted about his unconditional love and commitment to the OG. He has tweeted about Olive Garden so much that random fans started tweeting their OG experiences to Virgil. And eventually, just like Stouffer's, Olive Garden took notice to Virgil's infatuation with Italian cuisine and began tweeting back at him. Oh, nice. Of course. Thanking him for his loyalty. Jesse, at some point before one of us dies, we need to have, we need to get together, have a meal at the Olive Garden and tweet Virgil. (laughs) 
It can be in Ohio. It can be in Florida. It could be somewhere in between. But just make me a promise that this will happen someday. Oh goodness. He is apparently um, Okay, no. I I'm I'm browsing through his tweets and I'm trying to interpret things that may be completely way off base. Here's a tweet here from at, from the Olive Garden at the Real Virgil. Thanks for stopping by, Virgil. We always look forward to your visits. Nice, very nice. More more specifically than Olive Garden, though, Virgil is a huge fan of meat sauce and breadsticks. Free breadsticks, to be exact. Personally, oh, here comes one of my the meat favorite, sauce. Personally, one of my favorite Virgilisms is how he uses meat sauce as an informal adjective. For example. Sasha Banks equals mm, meat sauce. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, are, are you, are you a, ready for a tweet? Nope. Hang on. For okay. a man, I'm still reading through this blog post. For a man that loves to tweet about his financial misfortunes and hardships, you can't help but love Virgil's continuous optimism and appreciation for the simple things in life. He doesn't take himself seriously. Randy Orton has voices in his head. I have creditors on my voicemail. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, all right. So that explains the origin of now fuck money and meat sauce that I constantly hear about on what happened mm, when. Meat sauce. I truly London enjoy now. following the continuous efforts and pursuit to become relevant again. And more importantly, to get that fuck money. Get it. Get that fuck money, Virgil. Uh, okay. Go ahead and read some tweets. Oh, well, here. here, Here's our latest tweet from January 19th. But the last tweet that he's made. Like there, T-H-E-I-R, like there is a good chance the song Scenes from an Italian restaurant was created in an olive garden. I have no fucking idea what he's trying to say there. I'm going to read that again, and you tell me if that makes sense, okay? Okay. Like there is a good chance the song Scenes, and he has Scenes capitalized, like it's the name of a ti- the title of something. The song Scenes from an Italian restaurant... <laughs> Was created in an office garden. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I want to look and see what these comments are. Let's see what people are saying to to uh, this particular tweet. <laughs> I had to. I had to go to his Twitter. Okay, first of all, and follow. Now I am officially following him. Like oh. there is a good chance the song "Scenes from an Italian Restaurant" was created in an Olive Garden. Oh, what the hell does that mean? We have we have our top reply to that, which is good chance the reason wine is made into bottles of the colors red and white was beca- was created by wrestling trunks. And there is a nice <laughs> picture of Virgil in his red and white trunks. <laughs> uh, did you watch the Royal Rumble? Yes, I did. I watched the Royal Rumble, sir. Rousey's point is not so intimidating. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we had we had a theory that Rousey was getting. Uh, she was getting a pay every time she pointed at the damn sign. I was like, I gotta make another ten thousand. Point at the sign. Stop before you come back in. Point at the sign. Uh, and then smile. Oh, the way. We got a we got a couple of meat sauce comments here. We got a couple of meat sauce tweets. Okay, so we got Lita got the sauce. Hashtag Royal Rumble. 
Brock's oh taking everyone to Meat Sauce City. I ate me a of that. <laughs> All right. Um, here's just a tweet that says Brutus Beef Stroganoff. Okay. That's a good Braun one. Braun Strowman Beef Stroganoff. Dude, and... did you see did you see Brock Lesnar punch the shit out of Yeah he did. The... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah he did. Oh uh, my goodness. Uh, fucking he fucking potatoed Brock Lesnar with a goddamn knee lift. Knee, he should have gotten punched yeah. in the side of the head. Uh, well, uh, Roman noticed... Reigns is running out of meat sauce. Uh-oh. Okay, I am for I am now going to overuse the term meat sauce. I have to. <laughs> meat sauce city. Meat sauce city, meat. baby. Uh all right. <laughs> <laughs> How old is this man? How old is this man? This man is on Twitter. He's definitely not Iron Sheik old, so I guess really we can't fault him for having his own Twitter styling because uh, we know Iron Sheik styling is definitely <laughs> that man. When that man tweets, it's something else. Did you see the, the, the side of this where it says WWF alumni and fearless leader of the meat sauce mafia business? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Meat sauce uh, mafia. Okay. Uh, well, I was pretty depressed about how this show ended, but now I'm glad we uh, we did this because now I'm in a much better we mood. Have, we have got to the bottom of meat sauce. And fuck and money. Don't forget fuck that fuck money. money. Do not forget Jesse, fuck what money. is fuck money? It is... <laughs> I can't even remember how it goes. It's something about money that you fuck with, that people, other people want to fuck with. Um... It's just, it's a paradox because people are wanting to fuck with it, and you're wanting to fuck with it. Something along those lines. It, Either just, way, just, re- just rewind really the simple. podcast. Fuck money is that fuck money. Got it. That's it. <laughs> I may I I I'm making it too complicated. December twenty ninth, uh, twenty seventeen, on Twitter. I'm going to convert most of my contract from pounds dollars to a new Bitcoin. I call crypto fuck money. Good night, All right. There we go. <laughs> uh, do we even want to finish doing plugs at this point, or should we take this uh, money have, of the show? I have show? finished mine. I have finished mine. <laughs> you just, I'm ready to go home whenever you are. All right. Let, let's, let's take this fuck money show straight to Mesaw City and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do we do? Just hang up? Uh, oh, we should probably do like a formal outro. Uh, thanks right. for joining. If you've made it this far on this show, God bless you. What a fan. Yeah. <laughs> if you made it on this show, tell me who you are. Send, like, like, send me some sort of private message. I'll send you a prize because there's no reason <laughs> to have kept on listening to this. Essentially, None. I went off on a tangent to amuse myself. It was either that or break the computer. You're lucky, yeah, it was either that or break you get the more computer. podcasts later this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, We'll try this again next week with, uh, I think I said, Leaves Eyes. So until then, but Jesse Starcher, who put up with my ass after after Vlog Talk Radio shit the bed once again, this has been the Metal Hammer of Doom. Be well, be safe, and behave. They fly over, they fly over. So say good night to the bad guy.
they fly over. They fly over, they fly over. 